Hello, hello. Welcome to another podcast with the Shed End Boys. I am Professor X. And I'm Mikey B. And we have our special road trip edition episode. That's right, ladies and gents. Even though we are on location in the elusive Alcoa, Tennessee, we are still bringing you some fresh content. Let's go ahead and dive into the midweek fixture results. So on Tuesday, we had Brighton facing off against the Red Devils, Man United. And that was a whopping 0-3 victory for Man United. On Wednesday, we had Bournemouth and Newcastle, where Newcastle decided to remind everyone why they are a yo-yo team, beating Bournemouth 4-1. Then we had Everton and Leicester. Everton decided to smack the Silver Foxes, or just the Foxes, can't really remember, 2-1. Norwich and Arsenal, more to come on this game, but that was an Arsenal thriller. Pausing for effect, because that's all they can get thriller-wise. 4-0 against Norwich. After that, we had the Chelsea-West Ham game. We covered that on El Rant. Go over there to get our opinions and thoughts. But that was a 3-2 defeat for Chelsea. Good job, West Ham. On Thursday, the last fixtures of the midweek, we had Sheffield, the, Goli- the, the David to Tottenham's mediocre Goliath. Sheffield 3, Tottenham 1, more to come on this. And then the final, the Thrilla in Manila. Or, I guess in this one, the Etihad. City versus Liverpool, and that was a 4-0 thrashing of the newly crowned Premier League champions. Now that we've gone through the rundown of the results, let's deep dive into the games that we actually want to talk about because there wasn't a lot of fun things to talk about in the midweek. Mikey B, what you want to start with, son? The first thing I'm going to talk about is uh, Manchester United. Uh, you're supposed to be Brighton 3-0. <laughs> you just couldn't let it go. Could I, I agree. I mean... Like, I, I don't... Like, don't sit here and, like, brag <laughs> to me. And, like, we lost to West Ham. We're supposed to beat West Ham. Right. West Ham deserves all the credit in the world, and they get all the congratulations in the world. That's basically their Premier League title. They beat Chelsea. Yeah, I, I petition... I petition the Chelsea defenders to donate their weekly salary for that match to West Ham because, damn, they didn't earn it. Did not earn that yeah, one they, bit. Yeah, definitely didn't earn it. And Man United, like, if you didn't beat them 3-0, you look, again, you, you look like trash. Man United, this is what I want you to do. I want you to keep having enough good performances... That your manager gets to stay there. That your manager gets to stay, because this is what I used to do with uh, when uh, to Arsenal when Wenger was there. I would root for Arsenal to do just enough to keep Arsene Wenger there, just so that I knew that they would stay mediocre. So Man United, keep getting results, just not good enough to surpass Chelsea and take Champions League spot away from Chelsea, but do do well enough to have everybody believe that you have all of the offensive woes and everything figured out 
and that you don't actually invest in the transfer market. Because all I read is how amazing Bruno Fernandez uh, apparently is. Apparently, though, apparently breaking news this, this past week, um, apparently Sancho has agreed to some terms with Man United. Has he now? Sancho watch 2020. Interesting. First off, Jaden Sancho. That doesn't make any sense for you from a playing career other than the fact that it is money. So if you are money motivated, go ahead, go to it. But that team, that team is not, that team is not actually firing on all cylinders. I'm sorry. Like Project Restart has made Manchester United look better than what it actually is. I, If you guys want to rely on that front line, go right ahead. But Paul Pogba still really hasn't done anything yet. But more to come on that. Next, let's jump into the Man City-Liverpool game. I'm going to tell you now, guys. <laughs> holy crap. Your boy. I, your I, boy called it. Your boy called it. I really wish... Um, and I, I hope that... They were actually just not playing. <laughs> no, no. See, this is... The, the craziest thing about the City-Liverpool game was that that, that would have been the episode if L Rant was just ranting about anything. That would be the game that I would have ranted about. Just because, no, everybody is making excuses for... Liverpool. Liverpool. Everybody's making excuses. America's darling. America's sweetheart team. NBC Sports. Oh my gosh. How far do you have Liverpool or Fenway Sports dick in your mouth? You guys are like making all the excuses in the world. Jurgen Klub started all of his starters. He all also, of it. All also, the starters. He also, Klopp didn't make an excuse. No, he, he said, didn't. He said, we had a poor showing, and again, Man City is a strong team. I will tell you, when a lot of people, they, they disagree with this statement, but as of right now, I actually do think, as a midfielder, De Bruyne might be one of the best midfielders in the world right now. Oh, 100%. The way he's playing, and uh, uh, even though he had the injury scare in that game, um, to be honest, like I don't see a midfielder playing better than De Bruyne right now. No, I mean not only not only does he have good leadership skills with the team, uh, ball possession skills, hustle, drive, hunger, the free kicks just keep raining down on the boy. He is just he is world class, world class. He will continue to be world class. And Man City overall showed why Professor X believes that they are the strongest team in the Premier League. Right now, I'm sorry to say it. This is going to be controversial, but I don't care. Man City lost this title. They lost. They could have three-peated. They could have had a dynasty. But they let back. They were the downfall, or the they were the the originators or the generators. I'm so worked up. I can't even freaking figure it out. They were the reason why they did not win. Liverpool. They, they're, they're a good team. I'm not saying that they're not a good team. But Man City showed them why they are but, the stronger team. But let's be honest. Like, uh, Liverpool, 
beat everybody right now as the table stands by 20 points. So their closest per people are Man City, but they're 20 points ahead. This season, Man City could not make mistakes. No, to, and they had to, injuries. They had to win, injuries. To win the title this year, you could not make mistakes. To even compete with Liverpool this year, you Correct. could not make mistakes. And Liverpool had a lot of games go their way. Um, but again, they did the work. At the, at the end of the day, Klopp won this title, and he won it pretty handedly. I mean, it was... Yeah, I, I don't want to take away from Liverpool's uh, victory, uh, like their overall success for the for the league. Because I mean, they won it. They they beat player. They beat the teams. That's that's all she wrote, right? In that aspect, uh, I'm just saying from a from a sports perspective. If you're just looking at team analytics, Man City has a better team. Virgil Van Dijk. They have a better goal difference too. So. Yes, I I agree. And here here's the other here's the other L rant right now. If Virgil Van Dijk joined my club, I would support him to the ends of the earth. Would I say that Virgil Van Dyke is the greatest center back of all time? No. No. I no. Name, I can name ten that are better than. Him. Correct. Liverpool faced a lot of teams that did not put offensive pressure on that back line. So they looked a lot stronger and more dominant than they actually are. And that left that left NBC Sports commentators choking on their own words because they could not figure out what to do. They were itching to they wanted Liverpool to win so that they uh so that they could say, you see, this is why they're the greatest team of all time, even though their Champions League victory, Champions League victory, that was Barcelona fucking choking in the semifinals. Premier League team, like like Mikey B said, it's Man City dropping points and Liverpool just not doing, not making the same mistakes that Man City was doing. And yes, did Liverpool beat Man City at the beginning of the season? They did. But Man City, again, had injuries. They did not have their strongest team on but the I'm gonna, field. I'm going to be honest. like Man City shouldn't have lost to us. They have issues. They do have issues. They, have they issues. do have issues. They have issues. The Chelsea victory over them is an example of why. Is an example of why. And, and things could have panned out if Liverpool had gotten more defeats. Like, Man City could lose to a Chelsea if, you know, Liverpool dropped some points to a Chelsea or a Man United or a Tottenham. Guys, the view right now, I know you can't see it. Great radio, right? But it's amazing. Like the Smoky Mountains, the Smoky Mountains are as impressive and as overpowering as the Man City offense was against the Liverpool backline. It's that majestic. I feel like Virgil Van Dyke is is myself right now, looking up at the peaks that were Sterling, Kim, De Bruyne, Foden. <laughs> All right, can we jump into a, a, a lighter game, which I actually found the. The funniest of the weekend, <laughs> uh, just be, uh, of the week. Uh, Jose, you're welcome. <laughs> Jose, has it feel to lose to Sheffield United? <laughs> the, the one of the best parts about not, like not like by one point. Like Sheffield United dominated Tottenham, <laughs> dominated. I hope Sheffield United makes a video of domination <laughs> over Tottenham. So I was I was laughing because when we were watching the game, I, I mean our predictions, 
um, Mikey ha- had Tottenham winning three to one. Well, we got a three to one scoreline, but it was the exact opposite, and it was it was one of it. Let's just be honest. Tottenham losing, it doesn't matter what your prediction is. If Tottenham loses, you feel good. Like you're just like okay. Uh, and this is I'm, I'm speaking as a as a Chelsea supporter, um, but just from from the shed in in this podcast. Damn Tottenham, da- you can't even say you can't even say that the goals that were scored against you were not quality. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Did Tottenham have some decisions not go their way? Just go ask Jose. <laughs> Just go ask Jose. I, I actually love his statement on this one. <laughs> there, uh, the post-interview, the guy, uh, one of the interview guys asked him, do you have anything to say about the, uh, the, the ref um, uh, when it comes to the ref on the field with uh, based off of the, the decisions making? And Jose goes, I can't speak to this. I do not want to get suspended. Yeah, which, I mean, and, spoiler alert, he gets he gets suspended a lot. So, so kudos goes, to him for growing. He goes, <laughs> he goes, uh, the guy pushes on it again and he goes, I, and he goes, did you talk to the ref after the game? He goes, no, I cannot talk to the ref. He is somewhere in a box. <laughs> I don't know where he is at, but the ref is not, the real ref is not on the field. And Jose, Jose, how way to represent how Slytherin as a as a proud member of how Slytherin, what he did right there, that that is vintage classic Jose, right? He goes one way thinking, you know what? He showed some personal growth. He's not going to fall for the trap of uh, getting another suspension for talking badly about referees. And then he low key. He low key, he's like da 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 da. It's the one and only Do Double G, and then just makes that comment where what what referee? That referee's in a box across the street somewhere. Like he low key but he didn't threw the jab. Insult, he didn't insult the referees. He just said, "I cannot speak to them." Sir, VAR is video assistant referee, so it's a Skynet referee. But it, again, Jose didn't say that the Skynet referee was terrible. He just said, I can't speak, I can't, I can't to, him. speak to him. I can't speak to him after the game. Right. I can't speak to the real ref after the game. And and, and <laughs> no lie, we can say what Jose can. For years, for years, referees in the Premier League have been, have been re- receiving peppered shots left and right. Left and right. And... I, I would love to say that it was not uh, um, wasn't merited. Uh, it was. They fully deserved it. So what does what does the Premier League referees group do once the video assistant referee is introduced? They decided to not do anything at all work wise. They wholeheartedly depend on. VAR. Like, I'm going to start talking about VAR as if it is a person because that is the head referee. They don't do jack shit. Those referees don't do anything anymore. They wait. They can literally see the ball go into the fucking net and you will see them wait until their watch tells them it's a goal. 
It's absolutely ridiculous. So Jose's they don't not do. Wrong. He's not wrong. They're, puppet. they're, they're puppets. puppets. They're puppets. They they are cuckold. They're cuckold referees now. The VAR VAR. If if the game was a woman and VAR is a stud, the referee is the cuckold husband in the background just watching VAR having his way with the Premier League. I agree. Woo! I wonder what my heart rate was during this podcast. <laughs> Got that strain life high. I mean, the only other game that I... I oh, oh here, here's the thing. I do want to give credit where credit is due. Harry Kane, please do me a favor. Leave Tottenham. Leave Tottenham. The man is world class. This guy... He's going wherever Ponch goes. He'll go wherever Ponch goes. I hope he goes... I, I, wherever he goes, I hope that they... If he doesn't go to a Ponch team, I hope that that team, that organization, shows him the amount of respect that Ponchettino did. That man hustled. That man had... That man scored three goals against Sheffield. Two of them disallowed. He kept going, and he finally earned that goal. And all three of his goals, whether you believe they were disallowed or not, they were beautiful goals. I Like, listen, I may have my feelings towards Tottenham and the Spurs as an organization, but when it comes to Harry Kane, Harry Kane, I trust. Listen, if, if we didn't get Timo Werner and we actually thought you would come over, I would open the doors gladly to you at the Blues. But... You, he has been a good servant to the club. He, I, I don't think that he goes to a Premier League club. I think he goes out. I think he has that much Ponch, respect for Tottenham. I don't think Ponch takes over a Premier League team. I think he goes to either an Italian league or he gets another Spanish team. Um, it depends. I can see Ponch coming to a Premier League team, but I think it would be Man United. Uh, and right now, as long as Man United keeps having this false sense of success. Because that's what to, I'm going to call have, it. They'd have to pay him a lot of money. Eh, they can, you know, they have money. Man United is one of the richest clubs in the world. I'm not talking about, like, football clubs. I'm just talking about sports teams in general. I agree. They are one of the richest teams. So they got the money to do it. It's just whether or not the Glazers, you know, want to, you know, share some of that Tom Brady money and give <laughs> give it and give it to United. Or that Gronk money. That uh, true. That Gronk money. Dang. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has the abilities to. You know. Now we're switching a little bit over to American uh, football. Tampa Bay has the ability to either be um, an exciting watch or just an epic fail. We don't know. Like you don't know because one of the things about Tom Brady, no matter how good he was at the Patriots, everyone always kept saying, and I'm one of those. Is it Tom Brady or is it Belichick? This is Tom Brady's chance of showing that it was him. Or, or it was a combination of the two. It just wasn't because of Belichick's system. But we'll see. We'll let the NFL season determine that. Now let's go into the weekend fixtures that are going on right now and in the future. So, first off, actually going on right around this episode, uh, we have Norwich and Brighton. Then we have Leicester City versus Crystal Palace. Man United versus Bournemouth. 
Wolves versus Arsenal. Chelsea versus Watford. On Sunday, we have Burnley versus Sheffield. Newcastle versus West Ham, blowing bubbles in the air. Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Southampton versus Man City. And on Monday, the game I'm really excited for, Tottenham versus Everton. Quick, Mikey B, give me predictions. What do you think Norwich versus Brighton scoreline will be by the end of the game? 2-0. 2-0. 0 to Norwich or to Brighton? Brighton. Brighton, 2, Norwich, 0. Okay. Nor uh, Norwich and Brighton, I think... I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. This is kind of like inception because I don't know what's happening right now with that game. But I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Now, Leicester versus Crystal Palace. Uh, Leicester 1-0. Leicester 1-0. That is actually something I was going to go along uh, the same lines. Uh, Leicester, I, I want to say you're going to slip. But I... I I got a feeling. I got it. I got to go with this Americana gut, and I got to go Leicester. Even though it's going to impact my Chelsea, I believe Leicester is going to win two. Actually, you know what? I think they're going to win three zero. I think they can. They can. They can stretch Crystal Palace. I know they're not firing out right now, but I'm. I can see a Ben Chilwell Vardy connection. Man United, Bournemouth. What do you think, Mikey B? Do you think the Fernandez train keeps going, trugging along? Bournemouth, 1-0. Ooh, 1-0, Bournemouth. See, I can see this game actually getting really sloppy uh, because Bournemouth is in desperation, absolute desperation. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're hungry. They got, they're trying to claw any which way. Again, this relegation battle is going to get intense. I think it'll be 2-1 Bournemouth. I, I can see Man United dropping some points here. Wolves-Arsenal. This is... I, I think this is Arsenal's, uh, again, getting tested. They have not been tested the past couple of uh, fixtures. Wolves, 3-1. 3-1? For me, it's, you know, in, in Traore... I trust. Let's see. It depends on when he when he gets to play. Uh, if he goes into the second half, I can see Arsenal scoring that one goal. Uh, I think that it will be. I think it'll be a Wolves win, and I'm gonna say it is going to be a two to one. Chelsea v Watford. I'm gonna go right ahead right now. I'm putting all the eggs. I'm putting everything on the line. I think that man. I think Frank Lampard grabs that team by the throat and says, "You fucking embarrass me one more time. There is a transfer window coming. You're gone." I think Chelsea is going to have a strong performance. Christian Pulisic, this is America Day, Captain America. I'm saying it is going to be four to zero. What do you think? Funny enough, I had 4-0. 4-0? Four yeah. Let's go. 4-0. Let's do that. Maybe it'll be 8-0. Can Chelsea do it? They've done it in the past. 
Sunday's fixtures, Burnley versus Sheffield. The new Battle of the Bastards. What do you think? <laughs> uh, Sheffield 2-0. 2-0? Burnley has, like, a way of, like, upsetting teams. I'm I'm thinking it's going to be, like, or, or at least disrupting. Not enough to, like, beat them. I think it'll be 1-1. I, I can see them disrupting Sheffield. Now we have Newcastle v. West Ham. West Ham. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. One, one draw. I can see that. Like, again, Newcastle is, is a is a yo-yo team. They have these 4-0 performances, and then they, they go they go down 5-0 or 5-1. Uh, Chelsea's back line was atrocious versus West Ham. Uh, Chelsea's back line is better than Newcastle's. I can see West Ham... It depends if, because West Ham definitely played Chelsea like, oh my gosh, this is Chelsea. We need to beat them. I don't know if they're gonna play with that same intensity against Newcastle, but I'm gonna say uh, West Ham three, Newcastle zero. I'm going crazy right now. It's Tennessee. Got that caffeine in me. Let's go. Liverpool, Aston Villa. Can captain, leader, legend as the assistant manager. <laughs> Liverpool wins this 3-1. 3-1? Yeah, I, I, I would love to say I would love to say that Villa can put up a good fight, but just like Andy Dufresne in that laundry room, I don't, I, I feel I bad. don't see it. I, I feel bad for Aston Villa in this one because they're coming off that 4-0 loss. Yeah. Liverpool's going to come out and basically make an example at Aston Villa. And that's why I think it's going to be like 5-0. Oh, I, I, think, I think it'll be beastly. I, I just because Champions League, it, it, it's that's not on the horizon. So I think if Liverpool, now my scoreline could be absolute shit if uh, Liverpool does not start its it's like official starters. If he decides to go, yeah, let me give him a break, play some of the young guys because we already won the title. My scoreline can go to shit. But if not, if they do play a Salah, Firmino. Uh, Henderson, uh, Mane, if they play their 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 OG starters for this league, 5-0. Easy. Southampton, Man City. Man City, 3-0. 3-0, yeah. I mean, again, same thing. If that score, if they f- start the same people they did against uh, Liverpool, and uh, was it De Bruyne said it, you know, our season starts today. Like, after they beat Liverpool, he's like, the new season starts today. This is like the off-season time. And I think the team that takes these couple of games, now that the season has been decided, the team that takes these couple of games seriously and they treat it like a preseason, I think they will be set up the best for success when the league resumes in August. I see Man City demolishing Southampton. They're capable of doing it. So I'm going to go ballsy because it's America Day. I want 6-0 Southampton. Last game, Tottenham versus Everton. This is my mouth-watering match. Everton 2-1. 2-1? Yeah, that, I, that, I, that's kind of the feeling that I'm getting. Um, I think Everton wins this game. I think Everton wins this game. Uh, not for Harry Kane and Sané, uh, Son. Hunj Bing Sung, I think, is his, how you say his name. Uh, lack of trying. Uh, 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sloppy. I'm gonna go I'm gonna sloppy mess. Tottenham three two. Tottenham no no Tottenham two Everton three. We we both got Everton winning. Whew, man. I'm telling you guys, if you guys have not been to Tennessee, if you have not been to the Smoky Mountain region, you kind of hear me pause every once in a while. Some people may think that's for me to catch my breath. That's actually just because I'm just soaking in the view from the car. It's amazing. Um, we just passed a general store that looked like something out of a movie. It's picturesque. But that concludes another episode of the Shed End Boys. This is a nice little compact episode. And instead of our usual one hour to 30 minutes, let us know if maybe you like a 30 minute format better. Who knows? We, we, we are men of the people. But with that said, keep it footy, guys. This is another episode from Professor X and Mikey B. And keep that football game strong.